Welcome, girls, guys, gays, and days. So let's get into, into it. it. The show where no topic is off the table. And you'll never know what will come out of our mouths. Tune in for this hot take. Because I remember, like, I had a girlfriend come around, like, a friend who was a girl, um, just for, like, to hang out or whatever. And my mum was like, well, why don't you just, like, make her your girlfriend? Or, like, don't you want her to be your girlfriend? And I, when we were talking about it later on, I was like, you know, that's literally, like, me asking you, why don't you go and be a lesbian? <laughs> um, and she got it. And listen in to hear this little pearl of wisdom. What I've really enjoyed is just sitting back and listening to what other people have to say because, especially if you're in a community of people that have different experiences to you, the best thing that you can do is learn from them, take mm. in what they have to say, and then not make it about yourself. And that, like, comes from, and I think that's important to look at and to think about when you're. A minority in terms of race or gender or like literally anything. <laughs> Hello <laughs> and welcome back. Wait, did it oh, start? Wait, it, has, it didn't start yet. It's just starting. Okay, now it started. Hello, Gavna. Oh, it's actually gone for quite a few seconds. <laughs> Wonder what it um Better what it got on tape there. What Ooh. deep dark secrets? Oh, will... tea that was spilled. All the tea, sister girl. Speaking of tea, happy Pride Month. Oh, true. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Um, I'm traveling with two people of the Alphabet Mafia. Yeah. The Alphabet Mafia. (laughs) I bet they won't let you forget it. Uh, Actually, yeah. We only went to gay bars in San Francisco, and it was so fun. Um, yeah. yeah, we saw strippers and penises everywhere. Oh, wow. Well, actually, no, we saw a lot of people oh, dicks wow. in um, Portland when we went to a strip club. Wow. Yeah, people yeah, are just really like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're really living up to your um, token straight name. I know. When am I going to join this club? I feel like I have been given the keys to the castle and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> You've got an honorary membership. Oh my gosh. Like an honorary degree. Steph and Annika. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I just yeah. need a puffy gown. <laughs> a puffy gown and then just every time you're like pedaling on your bikes. You go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, queen. Um, speaking of bikes, how's it all going? You, you're oh just gosh. Jay chilling right now. But Jay in California. uphill and down Dale. Yeah, so we started at the end of April, and it's been, I think, 30 <laughs> days of biking. 30 freaking days. And yeah. it's Your thighs must be popping off. I would say that I feel quite strong. I would say that I feel quite sore all the time, constantly, in every Emotionally muscle. and physically. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's been it's been really fun, like camping and biking and eating anything you could possibly want to eat, and it's yeah, Pussy. it's definitely a journey. Uh, I would say I'm never gonna do anything like this again. <laughs> um, um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you but, wouldn't yeah. have known if I hadn't done it, you know. True. I don't know if I would do it again, to be honest. It's yeah. uh, definitely pushing me to my limit. And now we're in California where it's, like, today it's going to be 38 degrees. Feel oh, my lord, lord. For, for those Americans, it'll be over 100. 
yeah, that's hot. Yeah, it's going to be really clean. hot. And so today, because we're only going 30 kilometers, we're going to start like pretty late in the day because, yeah, I'm not trying it's to cook for some. Yeah, you pussies. Yeah. Well, excuse you. When was the last time you got on a bike? It's hard. You're poor knees. Um, <laughs> when legs. I was working as a delivery driver, actually, when I cycled for a living. Wow, so that was what uh, a hot minute ago. <laughs> yeah, one, one precise hot minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got um, me, gal. Yeah, I'd say normally we do between like forty and sixty miles. Sure. Sixty is really the odd, the outlier. Hey, miles, really that's that wild. Often. Yeah, that's yeah. so far. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Hurts. What about you? You're back in the UK after. Also, everybody want to say UK. UK. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. Um, I feel like I haven't really got back yet <laughs> mentally because okay. I've been on like a six week bender. Um, like, That's haven't a really. Long one. <laughs> spiritually uh, not here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm spiritually in the it. cloud. Yeah, it's physically still in the fucking sky from the flight. Um, yeah, no, it's been really fun. I was in Bristol for three weeks, like doing some freelance work. Then I was in London. I've been going to and from London quite a lot for like friends' birthdays and job interviews. Um, what are you interviewing? Yeah, I've been a busy little bee. I had a job interview for like a really, really corporate job, but my friend's mum got me. I'm not doing it. It's uh, Foster and Partners. They're like the biggest architecture firm in the UK. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the job was sounded awful, but my friend's <laughs> not the job, so I kind of couldn't say no. Um, and I went, and it was, yeah, it was, I like aced the interview. It was basically just like an admin role, but like they like took a real issue with the fact that I wasn't wearing like a suit. And that like within itself was enough for me to be like, nah, fuck this. I don't want to work for you. <laughs> what were you wearing? I was wearing like a shirt and, a ball and trousers. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing a a ball gown with like um under boob. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> and nipple tassels. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I wasn't I, I, I feel like I left New Zealand to do a job that I'm passionate about and interested in and it would be kind of like a disservice to myself to take a job just because of money. I'm like not at that point yet. And I've applied to a bunch of really cool jobs, like really cool journalism jobs and marketing jobs that I haven't heard back from yet. So what have happened to wanting to work for Stonewall? Yeah, I'm still wanting to work for them. I'm just they they don't have any vacancies at the moment. Oh, fair. You can't just be like, give me a job. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the first hurdle. Um but yeah, just kind of adjusting to being back. I haven't really been in Shrewsbury that much. I've been back for like two or three days. Had a really nice Aww. weekend with my mum and my sister. Um, have you seen your dad? Yeah, yeah, I have seen my dad. My dad and his new missus are all gearing up for the wedding, which is in like three weeks. Yeah. Are you in the wedding? Um, I'm gonna be like standing at the front, helping like chill my dad out. I don't know, <laughs> like an official role. But I went and did a Water suit fitting down. yesterday. Yeah. I know. I tried it on and I was like, I look like a butler. <laughs> but that's all right. Well, perfect. You're going to have to chill him out so you can just bring him like 
wide. <laughs> Canapes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just yeah. standing in the shop, like, shit-talking all the suits, like, with the worker in front of me. Like, no, nah, I don't like this one. This one's boring. So, this one's ugly. How come you haven't asked me to be your date to the wedding? You I've can be my date to the wedding if you want. Um, but you just got to get here in three weeks. I wanted, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I know that you're get still going to be cycling, day. so I just think that you're, um, you're living a lie. You're living a fantasy, <laughs> and I won't play along with it anymore. Not going to be a part of it. What over the ocean? Mm-hmm. You could like build a bridge. You don't know the kind of bike I have. That would be cool. It like lays down bricks whilst you're pedaling. That would be yeah. pretty cool. No, no, no. It's more just like a like a oh. what do you call it? Not like a turbine. A turbine. What do you call it? like a a mill? What do you call those things? They go like this. <laughs> a, a turbine, like a wind turbine. Yeah. Yeah, but like in the water. Water engine turbine mill. I feel like it has a word, and now I'm not going to remember what it is. People used to use the, the generator like electricity. Like the thing in Hobbiton. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. A water wheel. Okay, I feel like I'll use a different word. <laughs> Rock me, mom, like a water wheel. <laughs> okay, anywho, my bike, what if my bike has those, and I just like pedal my weight? All the way there, and then I'll pedal my way all the way there. Okay, do it. Okay, I'll see you in three weeks. See you then. It's on the Tune 20, in in three 25. weeks, folks, for the wedding, <laughs> wedding edition. For the wedding episode. It actually yeah. clashes with Customary Festival, though, sadly. Ooh, so we won't be able to see go? Billy Eyelash and Olivia Rodrigo. No, because oh, wow. if I'd got tickets, I would have gone, and tickets are like £400. <gasps> Um, but my friend offered me a job. Oh, at Glastonbury. At Glastonbury, and I was like, "Fuck, that would have been cool." But it can't really um not go to my dad's wedding, and also I'm not mad about it. Like, obviously that's gonna be fun. But I'm like, Dad, come on, Dad. (laughs) Dad, come on. You should have planned around my schedule. Also, Lily, your love weight back, and she has a van, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I could have driven you to Glastonbury. I'm going by myself, so I'm looking for people to go with." Like, wonderful. Well, That's cool. She's going Goodness. by herself. Yeah, big moves. Big I'm moves. surprised. Why? Yeah. Um, I guess you meet people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At <yeah>. Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope she's listening. Um, <laughs> going back to Pride Month, should we delve into our topic for the week? Yeah. After, yeah. Right after this break. Oh, we're taking a break. It won't stop. Okay, we're back. The delays always always gets me. Um, how's it going? Did you enjoy that little break? Yeah. Give me Feeling a chance to breathe. Fresh. Yeah, I had a bit of a I technical, can gather my thoughts. technical glitch there. I became a... Uh, Part whale for a second, but <laughs> that's all right. Channeling my inner Dory. <laughs> Take that as you may, with whatever <laughs> that means in your head, listeners. <laughs> well, for bonus content, check on our social media platforms to know what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and involved. once you're there, you know, like, subscribe, leave a rating, <laughs> do whatever you want. Um, Get involved. 
Whatever platform you're listening on. <laughs> what should our fans be called? The the get into us. Let's get into us. The in betweeners. <laughs> I think that one. I feel like that might be trademarked. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I've heard it somewhere before. Can't put my finger on it. Got a spot on my face. Um. Anyway, so so where we left off was yeah, like. Pride Month vibes. Yeah. It's when all the great stuff change their logos to have a rainbow in them. So, you know, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> that they seem relevant. Yes, we love it. And it is illegal penalty of death to be homophobic. Of course, of course. But Florida obviously didn't get that memo. Probably the Texas back... didn't either. Oh, no, Texas. Wait, why? Texas, this one that banned for drag shows. It's like banning drag shows. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I saw something about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like ban it banned drag shows, but like encouraging guns in classrooms or something like that. It's not encouraging. I think it's the fact that they're banning drag shows rather than banning guns, like after a mass shooting as well. Would you say I was your first like close gay man friend? Gay man friend. I had a gay friend in college as well actually his name is max yeah. hey max out, if max. you're listening um, so I- exactly but <laughs> but you obviously are on a different level yeah yeah i'd say you and steph compile my like education as an adult <laughs> your gay uncles your gunkles if you will <laughs> Yeah, but Annika is um, queer as well, so it's been a very, um, like, gay-focused trip, to the point where sometimes mm. I do feel like they're just like, oh, you wouldn't get it because you're straight, and I'm like, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I, mean, I don't understand. Death drop is. What's a shablam? Yeah. Don't know oh, what no. it is. <laughs> no, actually, we did... Um, so in San Francisco, we played slosh ball, which is like kickball, but you have a beer in your hands and there's a few other rules. But mainly, um, yeah, you're running around with a beer in your hand playing kickball. And Annika like stole a base and she like slid into first base. But to do that, she did a full death drop, but like on the move. Yes! And everyone was like, how is her ACL not exploded? Because it was nuts. Like at full speed, she just like zoomed into it with one foot. And I was like, she did a death drop. Because I also, we watched season 12 in lockdown. I remember introducing the boys to that, which was mm-hmm. for all of us, a great bonding, bonding time. It's, I think it's a great show because it's like accessible. I feel like it is accessible to anyone, really. Yeah, because just it's about like the like appreciation of talent. Yeah, and the personality. And, like, performers. Well, yeah, that too. Oh, a guy I went to college with um posted a video of him doing a tahini shot with Jada. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah. Shout um, out! Look over yeah. there. <laughs> Iconic. Do you think he's um, doing well? Are you, are you up to date on All Stars 7, would you say? I am. And who do you who, think is going to win? Uh, or who do you I think is doing really well right now? Because you're like more of a 
more of a fresh pair of eyes than I am. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. I think Jinx is doing really well, and I didn't know her before this season. Yeah. Um, and, but out of drag, she's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, in drag, I mean, just really talented person, but kind of scary outside of drag. Um, Shay, I had really high expectations for the first few challenges. Now, I haven't been, like, bedazzled. Um, yeah, hasn't really been up to scratch on like improv comedy shit. Yeah, Trinity is doing really well as well for because I also didn't know her. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm sure she's just gonna be another one, but like, she's actually really good. She's really good at. Drag and race. I'm ready for Monet to like come back and do something amazing, like blow me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know well, what it would be from that podcast we'll listen to, but she has with Bob the Drag Queen. Um, what, what is it? Sibling rivalry on the road oh, trip. No. But they were like, they would just always like not really talk about anything. They're just like, <laughs> That's um, Monet and Bob. I feel like that'd be funny. Because we've watched a few episodes of Pit, cr- pit Stop. Oh, uh, yeah. I love pit, the Pit Crew. Pit Stop, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I like it. Did what? You should go to a viewing party. They did. So, yeah, when we were in San Francisco, they went to a viewing party. And then, but I went to a, like, street fair. uh, Wholesome street fair. From college. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got my strap on. Um, (laughs) But um, they said it was kind of hectic because, like, you couldn't really hear what was going on. Like, it was so busy. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that, actually, like, the gays would be like, ah! Yes! Yeah, yeah. So we watched Which it again because, like, I wanted to catch up, and they're like, "Oh, that's what people were laughing." At. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but like, because yeah, I just missed it. I would like to see like a finale or something in a gay club. I feel like that would be really fun. But it's yeah, just or cool. like the ball, the ball episode. I think would have uh, been good because it didn't really matter what they were saying. You would just like look at the looks, and then you could see how other people are reacting too. Like, I think that'd be good. She brings it to you every ball. Do you remember yeah. what she oh, was learning? I was just going to say that. Um, yeah, we watched um, This Is Drag recently. Have you seen that? It's on Netflix. Um, it's basically like a bunch of um, drag queens that are famous now, like partly from RuPaul, but also just like, I don't know, having their own careers. Um, kind of talking about like their story coming up as a drag queen. Um, but mm. then they also were talking about this show i think it's called like it might be called pride or something it's on hulu pose yeah Yeah, i want to see that yeah i haven't Uh, seen it either apparently it's really good that's about like the ballroom scene and bogeying which do you should we watch it together we should or we we can just like we can like both start it now because i was going to download it and then we can talk about each episode we could do a little review Ah. on here yeah i think that'd be fun that would be fun note that one down for an idea yeah Yeah, that would be cool um do you remember much about the vogue night that you went to in wellington did you go to one in melbourne no did you i went to a few yeah i went to some as well yeah where was i I can't remember. I feel like you weren't in Melbourne at that point because I went to one at Colour. 
Oh yeah. Okay, like the so that would have been like. Uh, the only I, time I went there was with you, and we d it was for it that was night where it was just like you and me, and it was one of our first nights back, and we were just at the Red Bull event. The David's Red Bull event. Yeah. So that was a queer night, but no, there wasn't oh, yeah. any ballroom stuff there. No. That was no, funny. the ballroom one in Wellington was amazing though. Like, just it's so athletic and so intense. Yeah. And oh, I also watched Disclosure recently. Have you seen that? Seen that? No. It's about um, it's about trans experience. Oh yeah. What's it on? It's really list? good. Add that to your list of things during Pride Month. Yeah, it's, I've, a, it's I've a really good movie. Watch things at the moment. I've just been watching Stranger Things. Uh, oh. Yeah, which is actually a very like, yeah, not not a homo show. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, what I really like about ballroom and like voguing, and I I think you would have noticed it when you were there, is like it's not really like it's for everyone. Like there's like all body mm -hmm. types, all like races, all like people across like the gender and ethnic and sexual sexuality spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's really just like a space of celebration, which like actually in some like gay clubs and things you don't really get. Like sometimes you go to gay clubs around the world and it's just like white muscly gay men like there's not mm -hmm. really that diversity there like kind of like at circuit that that used to be the kind of vibe i think like but what is really cool about those like voguing ballroom spaces is that it does feel like it's for everyone because we talked about this a bit before how there's like a bit of a like beauty standard in the gay community and i feel like it's nice yeah. for people yeah. to have spaces that like are excluded from that and it's just fun it's just like yeah. a fun atmosphere, you know. It's like <laughs> <laughs> just a really good energy. I think in terms of what you're kind of talking about of like um different I don't know, expressions. One thing that Steph found when we were in San Francisco is like although there is a really booming like gay community, um mm. it's like a very specific type of guy that was around and like we played slosh ball with this one group of like they were yeah they're gay and like what do you call um like really outgoing but mm. and like the athletic -y, skinny white guys and like yeah. Steph like well although we were playing like Steph was like ooh that's not the kind of person that I necessarily vibe with but it's cool that everyone just feels very like able to express themselves however they want because another thing that he was so surprised about was like how many people were holding hands and he's like you know ne i'd never see guys holding hands i was like oh yeah was really nice yeah i guess he's been spending time in like quite rural areas or... well victoria just isn't it doesn't sound that diverse yeah like it sounds like a really nice place to be straight white middle class and outdoorsy which is like great except for if you're the non-straight part <laughs> yeah i get that i mean it's the same everywhere like it's like when you go to big cities like i don't know like melbourne or wellington or whatever like there there's always like more queer people there and then when you leave those areas is when you um start to get a bit more like on edge or whatever which you can read a lot about in my articles <laughs> Ooh. but even when we 
were in Wellington, it was like, oh, do we want to go to the Ivy or do we want to go to Straight Town? And yeah. it was like, even though they're in the same city and like only like blocks from each other, it was a difference in culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had a really interesting talk about um, like going to gay bars with this guy that I met at a gay bar. Um, mm. <clears throat> he identified as demisexual. Yeah. Um, which I've never really talked to someone who was like, who clearly defined what demisexual was. Um, but he and I both kind of agreed that going to gay bars versus straight bars, um, it's just a much more like welcoming, open, fun environment. Like you can focus on having fun because you don't feel preyed upon or like he didn't feel like he had, there was this expectation of him to like go hit on a girl. And he's like, well, I don't necessarily want to go hit on a girl. But, and I just thought it was interesting because like, I think when you're straight, if you don't like expose yourself to like gay clubs, then you just think, okay, well, this is straight culture. It's hookup culture. Mm. And it doesn't have to be like that because I hate that. I hate going to straight bars now and just being like, I feel like a fish in a pond and everyone's (laughs) a cat. (laughs) That's what it can feel like when you're like a gay man going to gay bars as well though. There's like this really interesting um, debate that's come up quite a lot with like my London based like queer friends because there's all of these big gay bars in London like Heaven and GAY which have become like basically straight bars because straight girls started because it felt because it was a safe space you know so they wouldn't get like guys basically preying on them and then because they started going there then straight guys started going there and now like it's the sort of bar where when you go as a gay man and you're like kissing another man in there then like a group of straight guys will be there and they'll be like like taking the piss out of you or whatever what and they're the like, so like not respecting the space ah. as a gay club so then now there's all of these clubs in soho in london that just don't let girls in at all which okay. is it, but yeah what about que- like what about queer girls and like I know. their safe space yeah, yeah yeah that's that's it does raise a lot of issues and also like straight men are way more of a threat to like lgbt people than um straight women are but then oh, also but remember when we were at circuit and like people kept talking about i think it was like right before we had actually started going regularly and yeah. there was i think we read an article online that you had to like prove how gay you were and like because i remember going there and i was like i like what do i have to do like should i hold hands with like rianne or whoever we were going with and i was like i don't know how to prove something to like get in but I remember that being a thing of like they weren't letting girls in unless if they were proving that they weren't yeah straight. that's crazy it kind of it gets to the point where it's 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 really hard to balance because it's like you want to make somewhere a safe space so you're like excluding people but then if you push it too far then you're you know excluding people Just who you're bad. protecting you know so like well, so that's, that's a thinker. Shall we uh, take a break on that on that big yeah. one? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, sorry, just checking my hair's looking all good. How's <laughs> it going? Um, camp. Are we feeling flamboyant? Yes. 
how dare you click feeling fresh. Um, yeah. want to uh, um, share. I'm dealing Gail Bonavata. <laughs> God bless. Pull one out for her. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, like, my journey, I guess, as a gay man. And, like, you've been there for, for a lot of it. So my anniversary of me coming out is St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Why did you pick St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I didn't. I was actually talking about this the other day, so I didn't really, like, come out. I mean, I did come out, but, like, my friends sort of found out that I slept with someone that we knew. And then they, like, I told them about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we knew. We just w- weren't sure whether it was true. And I was like, yeah, it's true. I'm gay. And we had a nice, it was in the smoking area of a club. <laughs> um and then, yeah, that was sort of it. I, apparently, I didn't really talk about it the next day. And they were all like, oh, like, was that was that legit? Um, so, we were <laughs> like, was like um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's always like a weird thing because I came out when I was 18. So that was like six years ago now. And I do, I don't know, part of me does kind of wish that I'd come out earlier. Just because wow. it, it would have been nice to, like, live as myself like at college like I've at sixth form college mm. I mean I feel like I probably knew I was gay but I was very much like playing it straight and like going on dates with were girls. you playing it straight because you were still questioning things or you didn't feel comfortable or I think, I think social pressure definitely um like Shropshire's pretty rural there weren't many gay people in our year and the ones that were were kind of like taken the piss out of to be honest um mm-hmm. so it wasn't a, a great environment to like yeah to just feel like I could come out in or whatever so it kind of took me leaving and going to uni or whatever to come out in the first place and even then like I talked to a lot of people about this about like how Exeter was quite um like heteronormative or whatever so like mm-hmm. even even like the out gay people there were pretty like straight presenting if you know what I mean just because that was yeah. the environment that we were in um so yeah I, I I'm glad I came out when I did not that anyone's like on a particular timeline or whatever but like I don't know I do yeah I don't know I don't know what I was gonna say there when you um, told your mom how did or your family I mean I know your dad is a different story but like well, your sister and your mom, did they care? No, well, the whole experience wasn't great because I, I mean, my sister was awesome, like, obviously. But like when I came out, so I came out by saying I had a boyfriend because um, I had a boyfriend at the time. Um, and my mom, like, instantly, like, burst into tears. And then she was like, it's a shock and like all this stuff. And then she like went off and told my dad and I'd like asked if my dad if if my boyfriend could come could come stay um and basically it just became this big big thing of like them saying he couldn't come stay and they were saying like we're not comfortable with you like having sex with another man like in the house and all this shit like really really like cook stuff and then like my sister wasn't at home, but we called my sister in and she um, 
was saying like how disappointed in my parents she was and how like they're always welcoming her boyfriends and things and it was very much specifically because I was gay but they were being like shitty about it well, good for her yeah she was she was really really good in the whole thing and has always like been by my side which is great uh, did she um, know first she know- yeah I, I had told her before I can't actually remember like when I came out to her to be honest um but I think it just it really really took them by surprise I know a lot of people like their parents weren't really surprised when they came out to them, like Senior, for example, like people who are a bit more like flamboyant or like whatever, mm. like their parents would be like, oh, yeah, we always knew you were gay. Whereas my parents, maybe because I am a bit less like traditionally quote unquote gay, they were quite surprised by it. And like they made me feel so uncomfortable that I didn't stay at my house that night. Like I went and stayed with my friend because I was like, I just don't want to be around this vibe. But they've both come around to it since which has been mm. nice like, my mum is like really 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 supportive and we had like a, a really big chat about it and I basically just like called out all the shit things that she said and she like apologized and just like I remember like I had a girlfriend come around like a friend who was a girl um just for like to hang out or whatever and my mum was like well why don't you just like make her your girlfriend or like don't you want her to be your girlfriend and I when we were talking about it later on, I was like, you know, that's literally like me asking you, why don't you go and be a lesbian? Like, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Um, and she got it. And and my dad's like also like more on board with it now. Like he asked when I was with Senny, he like asked me all about our relationship, which he'd never done before and like took a genuine interest. I don't know whether Aww. that came from like just me being away or like maybe his new partner is a bit more like progressive or, yeah, I don't know. But it's all, all headed in the right direction. Yeah. What are your thoughts on people's coming out stories? I was talking about this with Annika and Steph because we were watching This Is Drag. And, yeah. like, I don't know, they just have very different opinions. So I'm curious what yours is. Like, hearing what other people's are or asking, like, are you curious? Does it make you uncomfortable? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't mind talking about my coming out experience, but it wasn't, like, amazing. So I don't think, like, I think mine's pretty mild, honestly, in terms of, like, some people. So I think it can be, like, a pretty hard question for people to answer. Like, obviously not with you. Like, when you're with, like, a really close friend, it doesn't matter. But, like, I don't know if I'd go around asking, like, strangers about, like, their coming out experience. You know what I mean? Like, I'd probably... Yeah. Yeah. It's quite an intense question. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I'm sure a lot of people, most people, I don't know if I'd even say most people, but a lot of people would have, like, good or, like, non-eventful coming out stories. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on, like, how much it struck a nerve. Yeah. And if that had been resolved, I'm sure that, like, has an effect on how comfortable people are telling their story. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. But also at the same yeah. time, I don't know, I feel like there could be guilt if you just, like, had a great one or, like, super easy, non, like, non-dramatic. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, it was fine. Like, it was great. And then the person next to you is like, actually, I was extremely exactly. traumatized by it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it it has to be like that, though. Like, it's the same. Yeah. No, I don't know. It It depends on the context. But I think people are all, all never going to be like bitter about having a bad coming out experience i like i i wish that that's good that's good i do wish that my coming out experience had been great and to be fair when i do hear people who had like 
amazing or non-eventful experiences i'm like oh that must be nice but i'm not like bitter about it i'm more just like Mm -hmm. that was a really shit time in my life but i'm lucky enough to have like moved on from it um -hmm. still have like are you curious about other people's yeah i am i am i like i think yeah because it's part of like it's part of queer culture it really is like coming out and like Mm -hmm. the process of it i think what I have a really big issue with is like people being pressured to come out, you know, like because mm. I think that that's just like another another face of people being homophobic or toxic masculinity or whatever. Like, you know, because someone is flamboyant, people will constantly be like, "Why? Are, why haven't they come out yet?" And like, or just like know, everyone knows you're gay. Yeah, exactly. I think that's yeah, like that's super cool. problematic. Like, you know, like Sean Mendes or whatever. Like, even if even mm. if he's gay like there shouldn't be this amount of pressure on someone like you know or like it shouldn't matter that it would like define something about them as a person or their career or something like that yeah 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 um i don't know yeah no continue sorry (laughs) say uh you 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 ask because i've just been rambling on this no it's good though um do you think that coming out like do you think the future is just where you don't need to come out like is that the is that an ideal of just like people like kids growing up and their parents not assuming that they're straight not assuming that they're gay just like you don't have to bring it up it just Mm. is and so whoever they bring like whoever your kid brings home and they're just like oh this is my partner then you wouldn't have to have a coming out because it just wouldn't matter or just like it wouldn't need to be a discussion because either thing is fine. Like, do you think that's the ideal future? I mean, that is the uh, the ideal is just like for everything to be normal. You know what I mean? Like it's, Mm. it's, but is that going to happen? Like, I feel like the lines are so, so, you know, so there, so thick, but like it's going to, take a couple generations i mean already like our generation each generation is the the gayest generation ever like every 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 time it's every every like decade or whatever people get more progressive and more accepting i don't think i could Mm -hmm. see it like regressing um well people said that about roe v wade and look at that yeah that's true that's true there's there's a way (laughs) There's always going to be like discrimination, so I guess it could like come back around. But I think so, like, like if you have kids, because I know you've said that you would like to have a kid. Yeah. Um, if they, I, I don't know. I guess I would see it as like you as a parent would be that model that you would want to see. So you would just be yeah. like, oh, well, bring home whoever you want. Like, okay, whatever. And I think like. Yeah. That's at least what I would see as the ideal of, like, there is no expectation and there is no pressure of whatever happens. Because I feel like the whole concept of coming out is pressure to reveal some sort of secret that is defying what is expected. But if you just don't set those expectations, like, I could see, well, yeah, I would like to say, like, a lot of the people that I'm close with doing that, like, not setting expectations and then it can be whatever it is. Yeah, I mean that's all well and good, but also like I think that's yeah that was that's an ideal world, but also 
that doesn't just come from like family, you know, like it comes from school. So like, even if you are raised to be like, gay is normal, I feel like there are always going to be people in life who, you know, say that it's not, not normal. So you're going to have, your kid is going to have some concept that being gay is not normal. So I Mm -hmm. guess they would. Unless if you live in like a cultural bubble. Like yeah, a progressive yeah, cultural school. bubble, but still a bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut them off from society. Um, yeah, I think that there's always going to be, like, pressures from, you know, like, peers. There's always going to be, sadly, like, because these things are passed down, there's always going to be, I think, in my opinion, there's always going to be homophobic people, racist people. Yeah, or yeah. There's, like, views are just passed down, which is, like, sad, but... Mm. Fuck you. Yeah. I just killed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's it's an interesting topic because I feel like, yeah, what you said about, like, every generation is changing. Um, I did think when I was in New Zealand, I think because we were around, like, all of our, like, queer friends. Yeah, we that, were in a bowl for sure. Yeah, but just, I don't know if it's because, like, New Zealand is pr- so progressive, but it felt like being... No, but I also felt this in Montana a little bit as well. Like, being bi is cooler now for mm. girls. I feel like the but, the stigma of bi girls is changing first, the fastest. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe after that, things will change as well. Like, I don't know. It, correct me if I'm wrong, and you can also cut this out. But I feel like being a bi girl is in right now. In yeah, like, people are so much more open to experiment. People are so much more, like, I don't know. It, it's, like, cool. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, like... uh With Gen Z girls. Yeah. There's, like, a couple issues with that. But, like, I think I think that there is always going to be more, because of, you know, the patriarchy, toxic masculinity, whatever, there is going to be more of a window for girls to be a bit more fluid with their sexuality like tradition because mm-hmm. like yeah it, it is like a place of toxic masculinity that comes from like looking down on gay men and but i i generally do think that we've moved past that point i don't again i think that this might just be my narrative like a small perspective but i've got a lot of straight guy friends i really do like i'd say a majority of my friends are straight guys and like i have never as in like back home i've really realized that like a lot of my friends are straight men. And they're all so, like, they're all super bro-y, like, super bro-y, but they're so progressive and so, like, open-minded. And I don't know that's, like, just because I've got lucky or, like, I don't know. And just you think of, like, Harry and Jacob and, like, I've met all of their friends as well and they're all, like, so chill and so just, like... Because even when I was growing up, there was, like, definitely an issue with being called gay or whatever like in school but I, I really do feel like our generation is moving mm. past that I, I don't I don't know if that's like <coughs> I think I, part I think of it is like you, you picked lucky. well yeah I definitely think part of it is picking well um but then also like you hold on to the ones that are gonna align better like you yeah. wouldn't have he- kel- uh, well, you wouldn't have kept um holding on to the friends that like weren't supportive and I'm yeah. sure there would have been, like, a cutoff point. Um, 
But yeah, I would like to think that our generation is like changing that normative stereotype. Oh, I had a really interesting point. Oh, yeah. Oh, what um, was your interesting point? So, I want to go to, um, obviously, I've written a fair few articles about, like, being mm-hmm. a gay man um, in, like, heteronormative spaces, like hiking, surfing, skating, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I faced, a lot, like, I, I, had a, I had loads of really, really lovely comments and loads of people saying, like, it's amazing to feel visible. It's amazing to feel seen. Bloody, you know, I, I was going to say blah blah blah, but that's quite bad. Yeah, no, like I, yeah, just really, really awesome things. But a lot of people had because I was sort of saying I was talking about something conceptual. You know, I'm talking about like going into rural areas as a gay man. I've never really faced that much of an issue other than like people looking at me twice if I'm holding my boyfriend's hand which like that in itself is already something that straight people don't have to think about it is sets you apart from the norm you know like the fact that I have to think like oh can I wear like flamboyant shit if I'm going for this hike or can I like uh, yeah kiss Mm -hmm. say Senny if I'm like walking down the street and I think a lot of people didn't get that and they'd sort of read my articles and not really understand what I was saying and be like, oh, well, I don't have an issue with, with gay people, so it's not a thing. And like, oh, right. you don't need to, and people would be like, oh, you don't need to worry about it. Why are you writing about worrying about it? Like, basically, yeah, gaslighting. Right. But that's because like, they're like, that's, yeah. But I think that's because people like, when any, whenever there's, if people can't identify with an experience, they project what their experience is. And especially if that projection doesn't match up with what you're saying. Yeah. Because you're looking at it from two different perspectives. I think people get really defensive. And it's like, well, yeah. why do you feel like that? Like, well, like you're not saying that they're attacking you. But yeah. they probably take it as it feels like an attack from them. Which, yeah, yeah. that sucks. That yeah it's not ideal but also what was really nice in those sort of conversations like comments like that was seeing loads of people commenting back and being like yada 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 like talking about like or well, i experienced this and like you don't understand like the queer experience or whatever and like you yeah, need to walk a mile but it's also weird like seeing so many people like commenting on my experience like talking about <laughs> me like I'm sure Andy felt like this and like blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. Um but yeah, I feel like we have touched on quite a lot, to be honest. Um <laughs> a lot to digest. Yeah, do you wanna talk a little bit about your um what like appeals to you about like the LGBT community? Because, you know, you are a token person. Token <laughs> like yeah, French and you're sort of the only straight person to the point where we would bash you for being straight person. Yeah, I know. I've been in the position a few times where I get straight shamed. <laughs> and <laughs> like I know it comes from a place of love. But sometimes I'm like I can't I can't help who I am. I can't help who I love. <laughs> um <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think what it's not, I wouldn't say, like, the LGBTQ community, like, 
appeals to me. I wouldn't say that I'm a, what, are you, what is it called? A fag hag? <laughs> I wouldn't say that I search out um, queer friends. I think, I mean, in terms of the people that we were friends with in Wellington, like befriending you, like knowing you beforehand, that was like just an easy in. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, I would say like, this sounds really dumb, but I would say like I'm colorblind on the like sexuality spectrum. Like I don't really care what people, yeah, what people's orientations are. I just am friends with who I'm friends with. And it just so happens that I've been in a few situations where I am the like straight one out. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't say that like I would pick. I wouldn't pick queer friends over straight friends or straight friends over queer friends. It's all the same to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like this, if anything, I've just like learned a lot. And I think what I've really enjoyed is just sitting back and listening to what other people have to say, because especially if you're in a community of people that have different experiences to you, the best thing that you can do is learn from them, take mm. in what they have to say, and then not make it about yourself and that like comes from and I think that's important to look at and to think about when you're a minority in terms of race or gender or like literally anything yeah definitely so. preach it sister yeah yeah that's the truth I think like what I will finish on is saying like how I think it's sick like how it is such a like I don't know it's such a stable sense of community for me like I feel like wherever I go I'm able to have a group of people who will be like accepting to me or like welcoming me because you had that thing in common like talk about moving to Wellington like as soon as Sal found out I was gay she like invited me to parties and like introduced me to all her friends and things like it's just mm -hmm. it's it's knowing that you have kind of lived the same experiences as someone even when you are like from halfway around the world like you have you'll always have things that you can relate back to I mean obviously I'm talking about like English speaking countries it makes it a lot easier because you listen right, to the right, same right, music right. you like watch the same shows you yeah yeah it's, it's it's just like a really really awesome thing that I found as a traveler is that like as soon as you meet a gay person then it's just like an instant bond which is amazing and we love mm. okay we'll see you um, next time <laughs> lots of kisses that's all we've got time for this week tune in next time for more let's get into, into it, it.